Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. We are less than 24 hours away from the 49ers versus Philadelphia Eagles. Welcome to the game preview show. Going to get into key matchups, bold predictions, pick the score of the game. This is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm totally looking forward to interacting with everyone that comes through chat. So, of course, just like always, fill up chat with questions. We'll get to those. Uh, but I want to say what's up to everyone that's in chat right now. What's up, Joel? How's it going? I bleed red and gold. Team Cali in the house. Dan saying, hey, yo. What's up, Dan? Uh, Bebop Jones. Spy Nick Danger. What's up, Spy Nick Danger? How's it going? So I'm really excited about this matchup between these two teams. I think one of those ones that you live for. It's a, it's a heavyweight fight. Uh, these are the This is the time you show up and you have two of the best that are going to go through and battle it out. You know, and who's going to left standing at the end? We know, you know, one team's really good with the jab and another one is really good at the hook, but somebody else has an uppercut. It, it's one of those matchups that's going to be fun. And I think they're a little bit different in some categories, but in a lot of areas, they're the same. And I think those matchups are going to be on display in this game. So I'm I'm really excited about it. What's up, Kali? How's it going in the house? Uh, awesome. And um, Jan says, damn, I'm sick today. Was hoping to tap my ale tomorrow and watch the game. Well, that's unfortunate. And what's up, Paul? How's it going, Paul? In the house. Uh, and you know what? Yeah, six, right? Let's get that six ring. Uh, it's got to it's got to start with beating the Philadelphia Eagles, and that is not going to be easy. Uh, the Eagles are not an easy team to beat. But I want people to realize you don't need to be afraid. Uh, you're walking in with the biggest, baddest dudes in the entire NFL. You have to feel like you can win this. And, you know, the Eagles are, of course, very talented. They could easily walk away with it. But you have a team that's capable of not just beating the Eagles, but winning the whole thing, the whole Super Bowl. 
this is a very talented roster the 49ers have put together. They have excellent players on offense in the skill positions. Their offensive line has played so good under the direction of Chris Furster. And then you've got you know tight ends like George Kittle that can make plays. Then you flip to the other side, and the defense has been the best in points per game uh, all year long. That's number one. Number two, uh, they finished just ahead of the Eagles in yards per game, and they're a better rush defense. Where the Eagles have the 49ers, of course, is in the pass defense. They only give up 177 yards. Uh, but the 49ers in their winning streak, most of their games, Brock Purdy's thrown for a little over 200 yards, somewhere between 215 and 240. So the 49ers only have to get what they normally get. And then on the run game, take advantage of the Eagles there. The Eagles are very good up front in the middle. Uh, they're very tough. They're, they got big dudes on the inside. I mean, you start naming off the names that the Philadelphia Eagles have on the defensive line. It's spectacular. And especially inside Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, who Hargrave is the one that keeps me up at night. That dude is a beast. The way he played against Alex Mack and Daniel Brunskill last year. Um, we'll see how Spencer Burford is able to go against him and Aaron Banks. Uh, but then also the young guy, Jordan Davis. I mean, the dude's huge uh, and he mans the middle. So those guys are going to make it difficult in the interior offensive for the interior offensive line. Um, mainly so in the in the run game. I think you know Hargrave can do some things in the pass game as well. Double digit sack guy. Uh, but for like Jordan Davis, you don't have to worry him so much against the pass, but he's really good against the run. So those are areas of concern the 49ers have to have, but it doesn't mean you can't find ways to defeat them because when you have a big guy like Jordan Davis or these big physical athletes, you know, like Javon Hargrave or Fletcher Cox, make them run sideline to sideline, you know, and that's, a, that's what Linville Joseph came in. He's been a very good backup for them at the defensive tackle spot, but these guys struggle to run sideline to sideline. The 49ers defensive line doesn't have problems with that. Eric Armstead, he can get it done. Kevin Givens, he can run sideline to sideline. Kerry Hyder, like our defensive tackles and athleticism are more equipped to handle a zone blocking scheme or a zone running scheme, where if the 49ers can be able to account for the edge, uh, that's going to, you know, going against Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham and, uh, you know, Robert Quinn, these guys on the outside, if we can be able to hook the edge and get on the outside victory 49ers you go back to week two last year and you start looking at when the 49ers had started having success on the run it is when they were able to widen it out and then pitch it outside and then there were gaps and areas where elijah mitchell could attack through the running game because now there was space uh space is key in this football game if you get space on offense you're going to be successful if you don't have space the eagles are going to clamp you down and make plays because they're just so big physical and very talented. I mean, their technique is, you know, off the charts. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, the 49ers know their ways that they can be successful. And I think the Eagles know the strengths of the 49ers. It's just who can take advantage of the weaknesses of the other team. I think that's what's going to be really interesting. And I believe Red and Gold says, if our guys are healthy, I put them against any team anywhere. I I'm with you on that. I agree. What's up, Hugh? How's it going? Hugh says, do you think the winner of this game wins the Super Bowl? I think it's a league of matchups, so it would depend on which team wins. I like the 49ers matching up against the Bengals uh, a lot more than I like them against Kansas City. I think the 49ers could beat both teams, but I think the matchups just change. I think the 49ers are well more equipped to go against Burrow, who's more of an extender of plays than a guy that can do kind of the crazy things that Patrick Mahomes does that can extend plays long enough for his guys to get open. So I like that matchup a little bit more. Uh, with the Eagles... I like their matchup more against um, against Kansas City than I like the Bengals. So I think it just comes down to 
you know, how exactly these teams work because Chris Jones and those guys are so good on the on the in the inside. Uh, but you could take advantage of Frank Clark on the outside in the in the read option game with Jalen Hurts. Um, and then some of the matchups out at the corner spot, they're big and physical for Kansas City. But you got to think A.J. Brown and then Devontae Smith could have some opportunities there. So I think it's just a contrast of styles. And depending on who wins where would make the, you know, the who can win. Uh, but I think definitely Eagles, 49ers, both possible could win the Super Bowl. I wouldn't say it's a foregone conclusion like the 90s with the 49ers and Cowboys. Uh, but I do think it's it's close. Dan says Washington beat them running 50 plus times. Washington was dedicated to the run. It was like three and a half yards per carry, but they just kept doing it over and over and over. And then they would loosen up. And then the, the Eagles defense would creep up and then they were able to get their matchups that they liked in the secondary and take advantage of it. Dedication to the run is important, but at what point is dedication to the run important? Uh, do you come out from the opening snap and run? I think they tried to do that against Dallas and Dallas was ready for it. Uh, could the 49ers run play action on play one? or even a, a empty backfield and widen this thing out and find a matchup like Christian McCaffrey on Kaiser White, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in this episode. Those are kind of matchups you're looking to take advantage of. Golden Dragon says, what kind of defense is 5-2-4? So basically, it's a little bit of a spin-off of either a 4-3 over or a, a lot of times 3-4 defenses run the 5-2. 3-4 defense means you have three uh, defensive linemen. Uh, they play different techniques up front, and the different techniques just illustrate on what guys they're lining up on. So, for instance, in most three technique, or I'm sorry, in most uh, three four defenses, you'll get a guy that lines head up over the center, and then you'll get two guys that line up outside shade of the tackles, or in five techniques. Um, those are kind of how they run it a lot of time. And then what you get is you get two linebackers and four defensive backs. So with this uh, five two four. They're basically just bringing one of those linebackers up to the line of scrimmage, or in this case, both linebackers up to the line of scrimmage. I think they actually run a 4-3, so it's one, which is Hassan Reddick. So it'll be Reddick here. Then you'll have the three defensive linemen, uh, which, you know, the guy on the outside is Josh Sweat, and then they have the other two guys on the inside. Or, I'm sorry, the other three guys inside. So for basic, we'll go over the roster real quick. So they'll have Brandon Graham. He'll be lined up over the tackle. You'll have... Uh, Josh Sweat lined up on this side, probably out, you know, outside of the tackle. And then you'll have um, Hassan Reddick. Usually he's opposite of, of Josh Sweat. Then Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox on the inside. One of them will line up probably over Jake Brendel. Uh, so that's kind of how you do it. The three interior defensive linemen down. Usually two stand-up guys are in Josh Sweat's case. He lines up with his hand in the ground. So that's what the 5-2 is. Five guys on the line of scrimmage, two linebackers, four defensive backs. Uh, they're the only defense in the league that consistently runs that. So, um, I mean, but the thing is the 49ers have seen it. They've been seeing this for two or three years now. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams ran it. The first team that actually ran it was New England. Uh, they ran it a lot against the Rams in that Super Bowl that they won. So that's where it kind of got started. Joel says, I hope we get a three-headed monster for the run game. I would love it. What's up, Bomber T? It's been a while. I haven't seen Bomber T in the house. Uh, it says, Purdy got that Glock on his hip. And he bound to whip. Purdy gonna put up 30 and put down another birdie. Ooh, I like the rhyme. There you go. Bomber T coming through hard. Golden says Philly has nearly unbeatable defense. Uh, I think their defense is very solid, but I wouldn't call it unbeatable. My offensive mind, the way I, I, I look at offensive football, won't allow me to see that. I see weaknesses. 
Um, they're not big weaknesses, but they are. Uh, Kaiser White at linebacker, uh, Blankenship at safety. To me, those are two guys you could take advantage of in the passing game. Kaiser White, I believe you can take advantage of him in the running game as well. And then I just brought up earlier about the defensive line, getting them to run sideline to sideline will tire them out. I know they're eight deep, uh, but Indomitian Sue, not good at running sideline to sideline. Linville Joseph, not good at that. How long can Hargraves and those guys on the interior hold up running sideline to sideline and stretching them vertically? And it doesn't have to just be with toss plays uh, you know, or outside zone. It can also be with quick screens to Debo Samuel, where you know it puts a lot of pressure on Josh Sweat to run. And um, we've seen him get put in some precarious situations. If you watch my scouting report over on Patreon, there's a play where Saquon Barkley and Matt Breida uh, run a read option, and Breida gets the ball on the outside, and he just runs right around Josh Sweat. You could see Sweat was confused and maybe a little bit slow to read it. Twisted Clown in the house as we got some big MFs too. I like to see Trent, Kittle, and Juice lead the way. I think you're going to see it on some plays. You know, and that counter, tr counter trade uh, play they ran for the Christian McCaffrey uh, touchdown last week was spectacular. That kind of stuff, uh, you can do that against any team. It don't matter what style of defensive line they have. Jan says Debo going to do a lot of running in this game. I think he'll do some. I think they're going to have a very unique game plan. I think it's going to be a bunch of variety of different looks and probably some things you can throw at Philly that maybe they haven't been used to yet. Team Cali says nearly, nearly is the key word. It means their defense is beatable, Golden Dragon. There you go. What's up, TCC from Traffic? How's it going, Traffic? Welcome to chat. Um, G uh, Joel saying smash the like button, Faithful. Yeah, I'd really appreciate it. If you haven't subscribed to subscribe to the channel, I'd really appreciate that as well. Um... Let's see. Twist the Cloud, if you like the 49ers, smash the like. What's up, BB50? BB50 in the house is Ant. The Eagle Media are saying things like the 49ers better score more than the week 19 points. The Eagles have a better wide receiver core, and Goddard and Kittle are a push. They aren't giving us any respect. Well, the first mistake is saying Goddard and Kittle are a push. Um, Goddard's a good tight end, don't get me wrong, but George Kittle's a special tight end. George Kittle can run routes against corners and win. Goddard, it has to be more schemed up. Uh, he can beat linebackers. He can beat safeties, yes. Can he beat Fred Warner? Last year in week two, Goddard didn't have a catch until uh, the, the second half. And then when it came down to uh, what they did against Dalton Schultz last week, Schultz went off the week before against Tampa Bay, but against the 49ers, he was held to five catches for minimal gains. So I think that, yeah, that you know Goddard's a good player, and I do think their wide receiver core, in my opinion, is better than Dallas. I mean, Michael Gallup got held to nothing. Um, I don't think it's one of those things where they're like so vastly dominant that they the 49ers can't handle, you know, what they're going to throw out of. Do I think the Eagles are going to make big plays in this game? Yes. Do I think they're going to score some points? Yes. Will 19 be enough? Probably not. But the 49ers, you know, could, I mean, just because they played at 19 points against Dallas doesn't mean they didn't have the opportunity to get more. They kicked some field goals when they should have got touchdowns. Those are things they need to make sure they're better at. And then also, I mean, Dre Greenlaw dropped a pick six that could have resulted in that. Eric Armstead missed a safety. You could have been talking about the 49ers winning by 16. Um, so add that touchdown, add those two on, that's nine more points. Next thing you know, you're looking up and you've scored 28. So I think, you know, the 49ers have to execute better. You're not going to be allowed to make, you know, any of those or allow any of those things to not come to pass against the Eagles because they're, they're better than Dallas. Uh, but to say that, you know, that 19 is weak, I don't know. I mean, the Eagles have been giving up 20 points a game this year, the 49ers 16. If they hold true to that, the 49ers win. 
Uh, I bleed says I feel like a kid on Christmas Eve. I just want it to be all, uh, tomorrow already. Yeah, I think we're all feeling that. And Bomber T says, good seeing you, and Go Niners, 33-21. I love it. They scored 33. They're going to be tough to beat. Corey, how's it going? Corey says, Jalen Hurts never been to the NFC Championship game, so the Niners should have an advantage to go to the Super Bowl. Um, it's interesting, right? Neither quarterback has been in this situation before. Both have played big college football games, but, I mean, this is going to be new for both of them. There's probably going to be some energy. They're going to be amped. Uh, so, I mean, are they prone to mistakes early on in the game? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who settles in quick, whose offensive coordinator is able to get them in rhythm. I think that's going to be important in the game. But, uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts might have more regular season experience. But in the grand scheme of things, he doesn't have more playoff experience than Brock Purdy last year. He had, went to the playoffs and lost. Uh, this year, you know, he's he's won one game. So Brock Purdy, two wins in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts, one win in the playoffs. They both played two games. Similar experience. So, yeah, I think that, you know, these these guys, it's it's kind of more equal than people want to give credit to. And the national media doesn't want to give any credit to Brock Purdy at all. He's played pretty darn crew, uh, pretty darn good. So, yeah, and Traffic says, if you're not subbed to the Cutback crew, are you even a 49er fan? Come on. Well, appreciate that, Traffic. Thanks so much. And Monopoly says, body on Broad Street. Interesting. Uh, Hugh says, playing the Dallas defense last week was a good prep for Philly. Dallas was pretty sound with a good team speed. The speed is special. Along the defensive line, I feel like they're more athletic than the than the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles are more technical. Uh, they're more powerful. So in that regard, you have to give the nod to the Eagles. But I think it was nice to see because one thing the 49ers struggle with is overall speed along the, you know, the offensive line handling speed from a defensive line. Uh, so seeing how they played against it was interesting. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I think our offensive line is gonna, gonna hold up. I do think Eagles are probably gonna get home here and there, and you're gonna have to overcome it. But you know, I mean, you, you go out, gotta go out there and play the game. And Golden Dragons says San Francisco 49ers have a lockdown Tampa two when Coach D'Amico Ryan's you chooses to use it. Um, yeah, they do. They do some fun stuff. And we got a super chat. What's up, Brandon? Thanks for the super chat. It says, do you realize that since week eight, the Eagles are 20th in the NFL in run defense? Yeah, it's one of those things that's been highly contested, uh, especially from Eagles fans. They've been coming through, and they've been telling, you know, kind of saying to me, like, hey, but look at what happened when Linville Joseph got there, when Ndamukong Sue got there, and that the defense got better. Jordan Davis also came back. Those things are all true. Um, so did their run defense get better? Yeah, but they went from giving up, like, 129 to dropping that down, you know, just a little bit. Uh, they still can be ran on. And I think they do have a, you know, because they have a, a defense that likes to penetrate. So if you can slow them down early in the football game, and what Kyle did in week two last year was use a ton of screens. In that first first half, he screened to Kittle, he screened to Juszczyk, he screened to Elijah Mitchell, he screened to Debo. Uh, I think those are areas where the 49ers can get the ball out quickly, and that will kind of take away from that pass rush. And also, if you're running some of those screens, and they have to hold water, they have to hold their ground, and not turn and get up field as fast as they can. So it's a little bit different um, how you can kind of manipulate the defensive line to staying put if you can get the screen game going early and then establish a running game where now they can't just fly out at you because you fly up field too far, you go out of your lane one way trying to make something happen, you open a gashing hole uh, where the four years can take advantage of it. Anonymous says, you know what I'm going to say, Coach? Bosa finally gets that safety I've been calling for for a month. I like it. Sticking with it, Anonymous, and Bosa gets it. I like it. Randy says, Eagles have one thing going for them. Jalen running around. I mean, that's a key. 
It's going to be a key to this game. It really is. Uh, limiting how Jalen Hurts is able to use his legs to extend plays, uh, to pick up third and long situations, and just overall how the running game. It makes you stay on your P's and Q's of the defense and play it just right. I believe says last time Hurts was in the game this big was in college and he got benched. So I don't know why they think all the pressure is on Brock. Uh, I think it's easier to put it on Brock. I mean, the Eagles have, you know, with Jalen Hurts at the helm, lost one game this year. Very impressive. So I think a lot of people look at them as the juggernaut. You know, they, they, they got the defense. They got the offense. They got where Brock Purdy is still, in a lot of people's eyes, Mr. Irrelevant. Even though he's played well, no one really wants to give him the full credit that he deserves. He has to go out there and rip it and take it. But you can't forget that Joe Montana used to have the same exact thing happen, right? He's playing in the, the Super Bowl in 1984. It's about Dan Marino. You know, he's playing in the in the, the Super Bowl in 1989. It's about John Elway. Uh, it's it's not like this doesn't happen to lots of quarterbacks. You just got to go out there and execute and, and you know, get it done. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's one of those things where you can use it as motivation. Um, let's see. BB says, hey, do we have Jimmy G as the backup? No. So they did x-rays on Jimmy G's foot, and then Kyle Shanahan announced he was a long shot. Now they've listed him as out. So he's not going to be playing right now. He's the only player listed as out for the 49ers with Ambry Thomas and Elijah Mitchell being listed as questionable. Um, so he he will not be playing in this, but I think it's probably a possibility for him in the Super Bowl with there being two more weeks. Uh, potentially, he could be ready for a backup, but no, he won't be ready for this one. Jan says, Ant, do you think Hurts ran more because of his shoulder injury? Do you think Hurts uh, ran more because of his shoulder injury is still lingering? Um, I think he he's, he's going to be careful. He got down last week against the Giants, I don't think he wants to take a direct hit. He runs a read option, and one of these guys on the outside, Hufanga or Dre Greenlaw, get a nice hit on him, which I think they should. They should hit him every time it's it's open and legal. Uh, then, you know, yeah, his shoulder, who knows what will happen because if it's anything close to what Jimmy Garoppolo had last year, we could see it would affect Jimmy's accuracy. It would affect his strength on throws sometimes. So those types of things I'm sure he's worried about. He's had more time than Jimmy because Jimmy hurt his shoulder during the playoffs last year. But I still think he's reluctant to get physical, which means, you know, how many times is it going to be third and two, you know, from the two-yard line, and he's going to be willing to try to run it through somebody. I don't know if he's going to, but the 49ers have to assume he is and just hit him as hard as you can. Randy says, people are usually playing from behind against the Eagles and running stats are not a great indicator of what may happen. You're right. Uh, they do it. When they get a lead, they're a really good front runner. The 49ers are the same way. If one of these teams gets out in front of the other, the it's tough because then their defensive line can pin their ears back and get after them. Both are very good front runners. Uh, ben V says the Cowboys got all the hype after beating a bad Bucks team, and now Philly is unbeatable after beating a bad Giants team. No respect. Um, yeah, I mean, they. it's not like the Giants were a great team all year. Uh, you know, A lot of people thought they were the easiest road. Remember when people were arguing, uh, before the 49ers should not go for the two seed and should be the three so they can play the New York football giants in the first round. So I think it's often been thought Bucks and Giants were the two worst teams in the playoffs. So that doesn't surprise me. But I mean, the Eagles did dominate the Giants. Congratulations to them. I broke down the film. Um, the Giants, they really struggled uh, to execute. Uh, so it, it, was, it was something they have to get better at. Twisted Clown says Kruger brought up an interesting stat with the pre-snap motion. Eagles number one with no pre-snap motion uh, and fall to number 22 with pre-snap. Interesting. 
That is a great stat. So props to Kruger for coming up with that. And we know the Fortnite's are going to have a lot of motion in this game. Who says you can't tell uh, that Jalen is still hurting? He will run, but he will hit the it hits the ground as soon as the defender gets within five yards of him. You're right. You are so right. So yeah, you he can't you can tell. Randy says Jalen and Pat both hurt. They are, you know, and uh, Jalen's got the shoulder. Pat Mahomes, I don't know how much he'll be able to run. Um, I believe says I don't wish any harm on any player, but Hurts and Patrick are one hit away from being out of the game. You're right. I don't, I don't think you, I mean, in any game, you don't want someone to get hurt, but you want to make sure you make it as tough as, as tough as you can on them to do their job. Um, so I would always say, you know, when you have an opportunity to make a hit, you make sure it's punishing. It has to be legal, uh, but you make sure you bring the wood. You make them never want to come near you again. And I think that's just always a good policy in football. Randy says the two is going to retire Lamar to Miami. Oh, could be. Yeah, it could be. What's up, Fable? How's it going? Because we're lucky. We have a nice tune-up with the Cowboys last week before the game. Sup, Ant? Go Niners. I'm doing good, Fable. Good to see you on chat. Yeah, you're right. It was a nice matchup. It was a, it was good. It got the 49ers in full playoff mode. I think they're, uh, they're ready. They're ready for what's going on. And I do want to... You guys keep filling up chat. Oh, I see the caretaker in house. What's up, caretaker? I do want to go into my off first offensive key matchup for the game. Um, and it's a little bit, I, these matchups are a little bit more than normal. I'm not getting like one certain thing, but I've been saying this. And if you watch my video earlier that I made this week, you know, about the five ways the 49ers offense could exploit, you know, the, the defense of the Eagles, it was taking what the defense gives you. And this is so important for this week, because if the defense shows you a heavy box or eight men in the box, and we talked about the box being linebackers to, to offensive linemen. In that area, if you get a line or a safety that comes into there and makes it eight men in the box, you've got to be willing to throw the football because it's going to open up areas and seems to be able to throw. Whenever you get personnel groupings, like with Kyle Juszczyk and George Kittle out there, um, you're going to get defensive groupings that's usually in their base 4-3. Um, and so when they bring us on Reddick up and then bring a safety in the box, whether there's Blankenship, you know, or Gardner Johnson or Epps or whoever it is, You've got to be willing to say, you know what? We wanted to run the football, but let's throw it. And then you've got to hit high, you know, high uh, completion percentage passes. So easy throws for Brock Purdy. And he's got to take what's there. He's got to be willing to get the ball out to his check down. If he, if he sees that he's going to get pressure or get a blitz. Uh, it's just this week, it's all about taking what the defense gives you. Get those yardage and move on to the next play. Also, quick adjustments is going to be very important for this 49ers offense. Because defenses have been throwing different things at them every week. They had to adjust to what Seattle was doing. They did things on the interior defensive line they had never seen before. Uh, they Then we got to Dallas, and they did things that Kyle Shannon wasn't expecting. Kyle thought that they were going to prepare and play behind plays, uh, the run plays, and prepare for counters like he ran against them the, the year before. This time, they weren't. They still flew to wherever they were going to go. Kyle kind of had to adjust back to what he did. He went to some of the counter tray stuff. He went to more inside traps and started running the ball up the middle. And those things work. So quick adjustments are important for this 49ers offense because the Eagles have a very uh, complex scheme and they bring a lot of blitzes. It used to be very easy um, and, and not very complex, very basic. Now it's very complex. They bring blitzes from all over. They change their coverages. Uh, so I think quick adjustments is important. And then attack Blankenship and Kazir White. 
Um, these are the two matchups I, I saw. I've been talking about this all week. And then I did watch Johnny Dell's video yesterday, and he was talking about attacking Blankenship. And then I've heard others talk about attacking Kaiser White as well. To me, those were two things that stood out on film. Saquon Barkley, one-on-one with Kaiser White, win for Saqu Saquon Barkley. Kaiser White, one-on-one -on -one with New Orleans tight end, win New Orleans tight end. Uh, Blankenship, not being able to drive and get onto those crossing patterns that the 49ers like to run uh, very consistently, even against the Giants, they were coming up with those plays. To me, those became matchups the 49ers wanted to uh, take advantage of. And I think they can get those looks. They can get Blankenship and White into some pre precarious situations because if you're in your personnel grouping with you know, Kyle Juszczyk and George Kittle, then that means you're going to get Kaiser White on the field. And then you can motion guys out and find those matchups. White versus Kittle, win Kittle. White versus McCaffrey, win McCaffrey. So those are the kinds of things you're looking at. And the, all the while, yeah, I mean, they could probably do a very good job of limiting Debo, limiting um, Brandon Ayuk at times. Uh, but those other guys are going to have matchup issues they can take advantage of as long as they can hold off this Philadelphia defensive line. Um, and that's, of course, what it always you know comes down to is holding those guys off. And it's it's not easy. Um, Philip, how's it going? Philip's in the house. What's up, Phil? So 11 hours from now, we'll all be on the edge of our seats. Definitely. And, and what's up, Monica? How's it going? Monica in the house says, what's up, Aunt Fable and BV? How's it going, Monica? Uh, Tyler, what's up, Tyler? Says, I'm feeling very confident going into this game. We are very more battle-tested compared to the Eagles. Uh, we are definitely ready for this. I don't think there's anything that shows that the 49ers wouldn't be ready. You're right. They've been battle-tested. They've won 12 straight games. Uh, that's tough to do, you know, in any league, let alone the NFL. And they've went through, they've had to do it every which way. They needed to score more points than the Raiders. Uh, they needed to shut out the New Orleans Saints. They needed to hold the Cowboys uh, big time offense to, to, you know, under 19 points. They did it. They find ways to win. And that's one of those things that really travels well. Um, now they're playing a counterpart that runs the ball good, plays good defense. This is how you win in the playoffs. So that's why this is an absolute slugfest. Uh, but these are two big time heavyweights. And you got to think the 49ers are right in there and can battle and can handle it. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that opportunity. I'm very confident, just like you are, Tyler. Randy says, I thought the NFC least benefited from the easiest schedule and playing each other all year. I think the NFC South was better. The NFC South, um, it was interesting. They could just never put it together. New Orleans had the great defense, but they couldn't put together the offense. And, you know, the Dallas, I mean, Tampa Bay was just all over the place all season. Um, the NFC East did put the most teams in the playoffs, but I thought that overall this was a weakened NFC. And I think that's why when people look at strength of schedule, the 49ers and Eagles don't have the best strength of schedule, uh, but you can only play, you can play. And most of the 49ers wins in the regular season were double digit wins. And part of the reason they're double digit wins is because uh, they're a better football team than them. So I, I think that's good. Uh, I bleed says, I think Brock is too young to even get shaken by nerves. Everyone is going to be left waiting to see him make a bunch of rookie mistakes. Um, there's going to be nerves, but one of the easiest ways to get uh, get nerves out is to get him a nice rhythm throw where he can get confidence. So Kyle Shaden needs to come up with his best play, the play he thinks is going to work very nice against you know this Philadelphia Eagles defense, get him outside the pocket, whatever you need to do, and get a nice, easy throw. That will help him settle in. That'll get rid of the nerves. And that will also somewhat ease up the Eagles defense, who's going to be very aggressive early in this game, 
wanting to get after Brock Purdy, wanting to get in his head, wanting to limit the 49ers run run uh, attack. So I think you can get those linebackers biting on play action early and take advantage over the middle by throwing the football. But I mean, it, it, with all things, you have to execute because they are going to be aggressive. Wouldn't even be shocked to see the first one be a quick screen. Uh, find the numbers, you know, get a get a situation where you have two on two on the outside. Get it to Debo, get it to Ayuk, uh, and let them create with the football in their hands. I think those are all possibilities for what you could do with Brock Purdy. Ben says the Dallas game was good. A good test. Eagles played the Giants. Yeah, it is. Hugo G's in the house. What's up, Hugo? The way I feel, the 49ers ain't going all the way to Philly to just take an L. They're going to finish that mission. Yeah, there's going to be no doubt this team is going to be so highly motivated, so ready to go. They're going to be fired up for this. Uh, so I have no doubt. You're right. They're going in there. They're mo they know exactly what they want. Uh, like, you know, Trent Williams said, you know, they're they're starving for this. They're hungry for this. And I think they'll be okay. Hugh says, I trust Kyle in coaching matchup. I'm with you. I'm taking Kyle and his coaching staff over Nick Seriani for sure. Uh, even though, you know, I, I think Seriani's did a pretty good job. I just, uh, I'm okay with that. You know, the caretaker says, Kyle likes to see how defenses are playing. Us and adjust. Adjustments will be key. Yeah, they 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 do like to see those adjustments. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where, he scripts out his first part of his game. And a lot of times, you know, what Bill Walsh used to do, and I'm sure Kyle does the same thing, is you want to see how teams react to different things that you show. Personnel, uh, motions, all those things, you know, kind of give an illustration of how a defense is going to play you depending on what you run. And so you want to run a variety of different things all the while being successful. So when you watch a defense, you come up with a specific game plan. And me and Horst actually talked about this on Slightly Offsides a little bit, is the when you're calling offense, sometimes everything you put in against that defense, they come out and they run exactly what you anticipate and you execute at a high level and you score two touchdowns in the first, you know, 15 plays of your script. And you're like, wow, this is going great. And then there are sometimes and they come out in something funky that you weren't expecting and you have to adjust quicker than you even anticipated. And I think that's what happens sometimes to Kyle. I think that happened against Dallas. Uh, and in fact, when they played the Eagles last year, you know, it was like three straight three and outs from the, I'm sorry, the Eagles last year, yeah, three straight three and outs from the 49ers and they had to adjust. But once they did, it was very, very uh, good. You know, they handled it well. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I like what Kyle does with his game plans. I think he will adjust. I think he's not going to play around. So um, let's see, 49ers, uh, H, oh, sorry, uh, William, H. Williams in the house is Niner Nation in Philly all day, every day. There you go. Holding it down in Philly. Well done. Uh, well done. And um, let's see, uh, 49ers Josh Faithful says, yo, 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 what's up, Faithful? How you feeling? Let's go, Faithful. There you go. Uh, what, what's up to Josh? Josh in the house. Um, let's see. BV says, Ant, do you think we'll see Debo and Christian both line up as wide receivers? And maybe a crisscross route over the middle. Oh, I think you could. I mean, it. It. I think the middle of the field is still a place to take an event or take uh, it, make an advantage against the Eagles because of who they have at linebacker. I think first off, we talked about Kaiser White, um, but the fact that they're going to have to engage on stopping the 49ers run game uh, that opens up things over the middle. I think we could see some empty backfields uh, where you get Debo and Christian McCaffrey out in routes. I would also love to see in this game, and I don't know if we'll get it because Elijah Mitchell's been dealing with a groin, but if we could get Debo, Christian, and Elijah Mitchell on the field together, then when you put out Christian McCaffrey and Debo, motion them out, you could still run the football with Elijah Mitchell, or you could put Elijah out and do the same thing with Debo and Christian. 
I think when you spread out the Eagles defense, it gives you an opportunity to run the football. And with Debo and Christian McCaffrey still being good blockers, Elijah Mitchell being a good blocker, you could get them in a, a situation where they have a proper angle to make a block, and then you can run the ball. I think spreading out the Eagles defense sometimes is going to be paramount in this game, not just in the passing game, but in the run game as well. Fable says if Brock was going to be shaken by nerves, I think it happened last week. Experience behind him now. Hopefully he's learned how to deal with it. There you go. Uh, Monica says, Ant, what do you prefer we play? Who do we? Who do you prefer we play? Kansas City or the Bengals? I'm in the Bengals camp. I want to play against Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Mixon, you know, in that group. I mean, I think they're very talented, uh, but they've been dealing with injuries along the offensive line. I think they don't have the Patrick Mahomes factor. They don't have Jason Kelsey. Uh, they have good receivers, but I think that, to me, that's the best matchup for the 49ers. 49ers beat that team last year. Of course, it wasn't overtime, but you know, I think overall, Kansas City has Chris Jones, who gives McGlinchey problems. I know that the Bengals have Hendrickson. He's great, but I think that's kind of my, my thought process on Bengals. Is I just prefer them, but if it's Kansas City, strap it up and go get it done. We're not losing to Kansas City uh, again in the Super Bowl. Uh, Team Cali says, I believe JJ and Juice will be a factor in this game. They're being overlooked, in my opinion. You're right. They are. And I think that's what happens. You know, you start talking about all these other talented players, and then guys like Jawan Jennings and Kyle Juszczyk go missed. Uh, and, and those are the opportunities that, you know, Shanahan has to take advantage of and expect he will. Brady says, I always watch any given Sunday the night before the NFC Championship game. This year, it's relatable to the Niners more than ever. Yeah. Uh, Willie Beeman keeps the ladies screaming, right? Uh, so funny. Good movie. Interesting movie. But yeah. And uh, Pern says uh, Sirianni's cocky. He's definitely got some swag to him. That's for sure. Looking in the mic, you know, uh, getting excited. We got uh, Eagles fan in the house. What's up? I hope you're having a good one. Says, go birds. Fable says, I'm counting on Ryans and the defense to limit the Eagles' big plays down to maybe one or two all day so we can make them dink and dunk and take them out of their comfort zone. That's exactly what the uh, commanders did. The commanders made them throw it underneath, you know, let them run the football some, but did not allow any of those big plays over the top. It ended up resulting in four turnovers and just a, a struggle for the Eagles to get anything going. Uh, you have to be more physical. You have to really play it tough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, limiting A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins down the field and making them catch it underneath and then being very solid tacklers. Make sure you get these guys to the ground is important. Uh, extra yards after the catch. We allow A.J. Brown to catch the ball and take a five-yard slant for 60. That's going to be tough to beat. That will make them really tough. Tyler says, what do you think the excuses are going to be after we beat the Eagles? Um, I don't know if there can be excuses at that point. Um, you know, I don't know what will happen in the game. I don't know if they'll think that, you know, George Kittle caught a pass out of an illegal formation or whatever. But, you know, when you're in a game like this, they, they just at that point, right, you're going to the Super Bowl uh, and the other team lost. Like, I don't think there can be excuses at that point. I'm sure they'll find some. Uh, but yeah. And Travis says, what's your confidence level going into this game as opposed to when it was L.A. last year in the NFC title game? I'm actually more confident for this one. For whatever reason, that one last year felt weird to me. Uh, but the fact that we were playing the Los Angeles Rams for the third time, I don't know. It just it fell off. Trent Williams was hurt. Uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt. I I didn't have a lot of confidence in it. Um, I thought they were going to win, but I wasn't as confident as I am this year. I think the Fournier's are more healthy. I think they're you know a, a better football team, top to bottom. So I'm just rolling with that confidence. Joseph, I'm tired of hearing how great the Eagles are, 
What about them 49ers? Can't wait for tomorrow. Win or lose, 49ers are always number one. And I think that's a good way to look at it. The 49ers are really good. Um, you just, you know, and that's the thing. You just got to remember how good our team is. And thanks for the super chat. Um, we got a super chat in here by ST Ranger. Thank you so much, ST Ranger, for the $5 super chat. Really appreciate the gift. Um, yeah, the 49ers, Joseph, are so good, right? I mean, we talk about their their talent on defense. I mean, there's a reason they held teams to 16.3 points per game and just over 300 yards, 300.6 yards uh two point, you know, to the point. It's it's one of those ones that's exciting, you know. The, the defense has been so good all year. And D'Amico Ryan's, you know, he knows how to pull the right strings at the right time. Uh and thank you so much for the subscription, Eduardo De La Cruz, really appreciate it. Uh welcome to the Cutback Crew. And you know, I think sometimes, you know, especially the 49ers, you know, things get missed. Uh, but there's going to be, if the 49ers are able to beat the Eagles, which I think they can, there's going to be two weeks of just nonstop talk about the 49ers. And I think a lot of their players will finally get the respect they deserve. That, you know, I, I think they do get some to a point. Um, but, you know, Christian McCaffrey should have been a pro bowler for sure, uh, let alone an all-pro with the amount of stats that he put up, 11 touchdowns just in this time with the 49ers. Uh, but these guys sometimes go missed, and it, it, go, it flies by. Uh, the caretaker says, how do you feel about Elijah Mitchell groin injury? Do you think he pl uh, will play or we go with Mason? I think he's going to play. I think he's going to, I think he's going to line up and get it going. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's going to be one thing that they're going to want to do is keep Elijah Mitchell in this. And I don't think he's going to, I think if this was a different game, he'd probably sit. Uh, the fact that it's the NFC championship game, he's going to be in it for sure. Uh, Paul says sitting out McCaffrey and maybe Kittle on the outside edges should get uh, wide receivers against linebackers and safeties. It could. If you motion those guys out, uh, they might take Slay you know, and Bradbury and cover them there. And then you could get interesting matchups in the slot, you know, whether depending on you know who's in the game. If they have their nickel set in, you're probably going to get them on Avante Maddox. Uh, you might get them you know, on uh, Gardner Johnson or Reed Blankenship. It just depends on what kind of defense the Eagles are running at the time. Now let's get the defensive key matchup. Uh, I got the defensive key matchup. First off, you have to stop the run. You've been on the channel, you know that's exactly the thing you want to do every week, and that's what D'Amico Ryan's have been saying. Uh, you got to be detail oriented. Uh, this is a week you can't. You got to do your job. If you're an edge rusher, you've got to make sure if it's a a read option play that you're reading your keys. Stay on Hertz. You got to squeeze it down to the tackle, but not too far where he can get outside with his extreme speed. Stay a little bit outside of him. Keep your outside arm free. Uh, those are important things in this game. If you're a linebacker, if you think it's going to be a run, you have to play it slow if you're on the backside because they can run the RPO. If you see uh, Jalen Hurts looking at you, if you're a linebacker, it's an RPO. Do not attack in the running game. Stay back and try to take away that pass that's coming over the middle. Uh, the, his eyes are going to dictate what they're doing. He's looking at the defensive end, the read option play. He's looking at the linebacker, it's, a it's an RPO play. Those types of things have to be ingrained in your mind and you have to read them right away. Those are so important in this game because if you're a linebacker, say you're a Dre Greenlaw and he's looking at you and you're coming forward to stop Miles Sanders on the run, he's just going to throw right there to Dallas Goddard and get a big play. So I think it's really about staying on your P's and Q's and being detail-oriented. And then with D'Amico Ryans, when you get to third down situations, bring pressure. Make him feel uncomfortable. When he sees pressure, there's sometimes he bails out of the pocket early. Then what you want to do is funnel him. 
Uh, so if you know you're going to bring pressure, we want him funneled to the left. I mean, sometimes we want to keep him in the pocket and collapse it on him. And then there's other times we want to funnel him. He doesn't throw as good throwing to running to the left side. He doesn't throw as good throwing to the left side. So getting him going left, as long as you can funnel him to where you want and be able to string him out with edge defenders, uh, you can make him make some errant throws. You go back and watch week two last year against 49ers. They did that sometimes. Aaron throws to Devontae Smith. Aaron throws, you know, down the sideline to the right. Very good. Left, not as good. With your defensive backs, you have to be intent on giving no space. Don't let A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins have space to operate. Be right in their hip pocket. Contest every single catch. If they do catch it, tackle them right there. No extra yards. Those are so important. And then like Diamond Lenore did last week when he had his interception and the interception against the Seahawks, drive on the football if you're playing a little bit off and you see that ball's about to get released drive on it make an interception make a play on the ball those are so important for the 49ers defense uh to be able to execute in this game let me get back to the chat see what's going on we got some uh brandon says the last time the 49ers won 12 games in a row they won the super bowl 1984 very very true michael gross is pretty coming into that link is throwing a stake onto a lion's den. We'll see. We'll see. I I think it'll be okay. He says, yeah, you get the point. I get it. I, I got what you're saying. Um, We'll see how Purdy responds. I mean, after this game, right, Purdy's either going to be what the nation thinks he is or he's going to be what 49er fans think he is. Uh, one, It's going to be answered in this football game. And I, I can't wait to see how Brock Purdy, you know, handles this game overall. Hugh says, I actually give Philly a slight edge on O-line, D-line, and quarterback. Usually that would mean a loss. I still feel good about the 49ers' chances. We are healthier, better coach, and want it more. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as talent, you can go into games where you're not as talented. I mean, if this was a huge disparage, uh, discrepancy and disparity between the two teams, I would say, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. They're, they have more talent. Um, but when it's slight advantages, that's when you don't, you know, worry about it because... Uh, now it comes down to execution. They might be more talented, but are they going to execute on that play? And then it comes to individual matchups. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're going to get Samalo versus Eric Armstead, or we're going to get Landon Dickerson versus Javon Kinlaw. If they're able to win those, then that's advantage them. But if you have those individual matchups, those wins, sometimes those can also uh, change up whose offensive line is better just by who their counterpart and who they're going against and also scheme and how you're taking it down. Mr. Corey says, we're winning tomorrow and brought, uh, book it uh, 49ers versus Kansas City. Oh, I like it. I like it. I'll take it. Uh, Michael says, you need to take a look around downtown San Fran. What happened? Uh, Alex Webb says, I see whoever comes out of the NFC as a favorite, whoever comes out of the AFC. Thoughts? Um, I don't. I think if the 49ers come out of the NFC, I think if it's against the Kansas City, they'll be a, uh, I think Kansas City will be the favorite. I think that Kansas City will be the favorite if they're in the Super Bowl. That's what I'm going to go with. I think if it's if it's the Bengals, I think the NFC team will be the favorite. I think that, but Kansas City's just been too well liked by uh, Vegas and everything. Humble Warriors is the fact no one is talking about how good Jordan Mason could be in short yards. If they need him to close out the game, uh, I mean, if we get to a four-minute offense and Elijah Mitchell's not healthy, Jordan Mason's going to be the one closing it out. He could do it. He could do it. Uh, Pat says... Hertz is going to neutralize Bosa. Huge game for Goddard and Watkins. Um, I think that you're right. He can neutralize Bosa in the read option. He makes Bosa somewhat, you know, have to play his P's and Q's. What won't neutralize Bosa is if there's third and long. 
Uh, third and long, they can come after you with Bosa, and they can use linebackers to help keep Jalen, you know, where they want him to go. Uh, so I think that, you know, you're right. I think Goddard is going to be a curious matchup. Do they go with Fred Warner on him? Do they go with Talano Hufanga? Um, and then with Quez Watkins, he was a problem last year uh, for Diamond Lenore, but Lenore was in his second game ever playing. Uh, so it's a little bit different circumstance this year. He's better. We'll see how Quez does, um, you know, and, and where they put him. If he's playing on the outside against uh, Lenore, I think Lenore will do better this time. But you're right. Those guys have the ability to make some plays. Uh, and then uh, Stringer says, uh, I feel the same way about my Bengals. Uh, yeah, Bengals are, are, they got, they got some, they got some teams, man. They got, they got a team there. Um, let's see. What's up, Lager? How's it going? Says Brock Purdy will fumble for a TD. I don't think so. I mean, Brock Purdy hasn't been one of those guys to make mistakes. He just hasn't. Uh, it, it's just one of those things where I haven't seen. Um, and then Ken says, can we outcoach the Eagles? Yeah, hundred percent. We can. They're, they're still a young coaching staff. They don't have a lot of experience. This is Nick Sariani's first time as head coach in the NFC Championship game. Uh, this is Gannon, their defensive coordinator's first, uh, second year as defensive coordinator, first time in this kind of game. Um, the 49ers should have an advantage in that category. And what's up, Tony? How's it going? What's up, Alex Faulkner? How's it going? I hope, I hope you guys are all having a good one. Welcome to chat. And I want to get into... Um, I want to get into the... The wild that's bold prediction. So if you guys have a wild that's bold prediction, fill up chat right now with your wild that's bold prediction. Let's get into this. Let's have a lot of fun with uh, bold predictions. If you're an Eagles fan, let me know what your predictions are. Uh, but this is my wild that's old bold prediction for this game. I think the defense is going to create a turnover in the first half that results in a touchdown. Uh, the 49ers have been the best in the league in turnover ratio. Uh, they're plus 16. And I think they're going to have one in this game. What it's going to be, I'm not exactly sure. I wouldn't be shocked if they got Jalen Hurts on a interception. Um, I think they're going to muddy up the reads a little bit for him and make it a little bit more difficult. But I think he's going to, you know, turn over the ball. It's going to result in a touchdown. And then I think in the whole game, I think they're going to hold Hurts under 200 yards passing. I think they're going to make it difficult on him to consistently complete passes by funneling him to the left. Um, also keeping him in the pocket at times. And I think the Eagles are going to want to be dedicated to the run game. So I think that, you know, I think though right now that's how it's going to go. These are all defensive. Wow, that's bold this week. Uh, last week I went on the offensive side, but this week I went to the defensive side. Let's see what we got. See if we got any of these. Uh, Hella Dank says first sack will rattle hurts. I like that. Uh, Trek says Charverius Ward needs to stop or step up and be aggressive. He's a... He's he's been molested for the last two games. Last week wasn't as bad. Uh, the week before, uh, you're right. I mean, he was having some problems with DK Metcalf, and now he gets DK's old teammate uh, from South Carolina and AJ Brown. Uh, Brown's the real deal, man. He's the a real deal. Uh, Randy Daytona says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know what? I didn't even play the wow. That's bold, huh? Wow, I failed on us, but you're right, Randy. Whoa, whoa. Um, Ken says Niners by seven. Love that. Um. Also, just like last week, defense hold Eagles to 13 points. Ouch. That would be stuff in the Eagles. And if they do it, the Niners should win that game. Dan says, my bold prediction remains the same. Hurts throws three INTs. Uh, Mr. Corey says, pick six by Hufanga. Alex says, bold prediction. Mason scores last TD of the game. I like that. That's, that's outside the box thinking, and I like it. Pern says, 24-17, fumble recovery TD, pick six. There you go. Michael says, just tired of San Francisco fans in Philly talking about how they are taking over. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. You know, I don't I don't know what's going on there. Um, I think it's gonna be I think there'll be some 49er fans there. I don't think we're taking over Philly Stadium. Philly and the link, they're not about to, you know, sell most of their tickets. I think there'll be some 49er fans in attendance, but I think it's gonna be predominantly Eagles fans there. 49ers are gonna go into a very hostile environment and have to win. Golden Dragon says, This isn't just bold, this is wild. A wild prediction. Cornerback Samuel Woolmack goes Deion Sanders. 2.0 to become starting cornerback for the Super Bowl. Interesting. And that is wild. Uh, Tony says, I believe Jalen will struggle from the pocket. Uh, Hood hurts under 60% from the pocket. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Ken says, Purdy plays huge like he did against the Bucks. Traffic says, I said it before and I'll say it again. Five tutties from Purdy. Three passing, two rushing. If he does that, the whole narrative changes. The national media talking about how he's not good enough. He's the thing holding the 49ers back to uh, he's the next greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, that would change everything. Randy says Hertz gets explosive watery stools and Gardner Minshew throws three picks. Niners win 44-22. Oh, Randy's got me cracking up right now. Joseph Thomas says, 49ers play great on the road. Good luck, Eagles. Cold weather means nothing to the 49ers faithful for life. Uh, Lager says Hertz won't get nervous. I don't think he's going to get nervous either. Um, I think it's more about getting him do the right, you know, getting him to the right spot in the right location. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think it's going to be nerves that force the bad play. I think it could be 49ers defense. JLE says Niners running game will take over and go for 200. They do it, they're winning, JLE. It's that simple. If they do it, they they get it done. Uh, Fable says, I can see Hurts being nervous. Interesting. So Fable disagrees with us. And, you know, if, if you're right, Fable, actually, I hope you are right. Uh, that would be good. Uh, Joey says, fly, Eagles, fly, y'all getting blown out. I think that's the the toughest thing I've had is, you know, a lot of uh, Philly fans have been saying blown out. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way, to be honest with you, but it's okay. Um, and Paulie says Hertz is focused AF. He probably is. You know what I mean? I'm sure these guys are focused and ready to go. This is going to be uh, a cool game. And then uh, Michael says, I see Hertz uh, RPOing y'all to death. He could try. I mean, the, the 49ers and, you know, I mean, if he's able to execute it, great. Uh, the other team that ran a lot of RPO this year was the Miami Dolphins. And this is when Tua was at his height. The 49ers handled business against them. So, I mean, is it a worry? Sure. I'm sure it's a worry, but you can get after it. Uh, we, will uh, we will thrive in hostility. I think the Niners enjoy it. I really do. Um, 49ers Joss's defense plays zone and makes Hurts throw. When he decides to run, we need to make him pay. Offense, a ton of pre-snap motion and long sustained drives. And when T TDP, uh, time of possession and turnovers show out faithful. That's important. When time of possession wins turnovers, you're probably winning the football game. Oh, what's up to the Texan fan here? Says Maserati Swift. Uh, what, what's up? How's it going? Hella Dank says Warner pick six. Randy Tiftona says uh, PA loves the Steelers, not the Bengals. Or not the Bagels. I, I think you mean the Eagles, right? Uh, yeah, so um, uh, I think you're mistaken, Michael Gross. You said... Uh, AJ Brown with Raven McLeod. Raven McLeod plays receiver. He's not a defensive back. Um, I don't know who I don't know who you're referring to actually there. What's up, David Villa? How's it going? What's up, Sac Francisco Johnson House? Uh, David says, What's up, Faithfuls and Ant Niners? Uh, best we going all the way. Uh, Sac Francisco's DK and AJB from Ole Miss. Oh, I said South Carolina earlier. My fault. Uh, by while that's bold, Danny Gray gets his first touchdown of the season albeit NFC Championship game TD, Niners 30-24 in OT. I like that. Um, it, it, Fable said, hey, didn't the Texans almost beat the Eagles this year? They did. They really did. And what's up, Naheem? How's it going? Um, 
Or, yeah, Naeem. It says, I think it will be uh, tied and Hurts fumble with two minutes left. Niners win by three. Interesting. I like that. Devo Supremo, Ward will make him pay. Um, Hello, Dink says, Eagles are four and two in the last six. Gave up 40 to the Cowboys and 30 to the Saints. Niners winning. Uh, Philly says, Purdy equal dog food. We'll see. We'll see. I think a lot of people are underestimating Brock Purdy, and I think the Dallas Cowboys did uh, last week as well. Um, and Michael says, by the way, how is Mitchell and CMC? So CMC is fully cleared. He's not even on the injury report list. He's going to be full go. Mitchell is listed as questionable. He did not practice all week uh, dealing with the groin. So he's a little bit more up in the air, but CMC will be playing it with a calf contusion and he's ready to go. Uh, Rob B. Art says the 49ers team is inevitable. I like that term, inevitable. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, you're with it. And then I'm going to go ahead and I want to get into my score prediction for the game. So if you guys have a score prediction, throw it in chat right now. I want to see what everyone thinks, what this game is going to be between the San Francisco 49ers and the Eagles. Who is going to win? Uh, I I think this is going to be fun. I'm curious what everyone thinks, how this game is going to go. So let's get into it. Everyone's starting to feel it. Philly says 31-15 birds. 49ers have five field goals. Uh, you know, I mean, it could be. We'll see. Um, so my game score prediction, I think this one's going to be tight. I think both these teams are going to have success on offense at times. I think defensively, they're going to make plays. I think the 49ers are going to have, you know, a turnover in the first half that results in a TD. And I got the San Francisco 49ers defeating the Philadelphia Eagles 26 to 23. Uh, but I think it's going to be an absolute battle between these two teams, but the 49ers headed to Super Bowl 57. In my opinion, that's what I think. And I'm curious to see what these are. Uh, Steve-O Supremo says 20 to 16. Uh, Tony says 31, 21, 49ers. JLE Niners by six. Ella Dank says 28, 17, Niners. Philly gets a late junk time TD. Joel says 28, 24, Niners. I see a lot of close ones. Uh, a lot of close ones. Ken says 24, 17, Niners. Uh, Spidey Danger says Niners 27, 24. Golden Dragons 38, 7, San Francisco 49 beats the chumps. Ooh, Oh, uh, that's the biggest score I've seen uh, on any of these predictions. That's that's wild. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Paul says 31-13 Niners win. That's an impressive win too, Paul. Wow. I mean, that's that's really impressive. Steve says, if Philly has 30 points, all shame. <laughs> well, well played, Steve-O. Well played. Maserati said, let's go for it. Come from a Texan fan. You got this. Purdy knows his teammates. Got his back. 34-21 Niners. There you go. There you go. Delvin says Niners by three touchdowns just because. You tell him, Delvin, just because. I like that. I don't have no problem with that. Michael says this chat took off once we got in here. I think I will I will leave now. Uh, Traffic says, or I will like now. Well, awesome. Thanks for liking it, Michael. Uh, Traffic says 38-32. Eagles make it close, in, and but the 49ers hold on. Uh, that's, that's a high-scoring game with these two defenses. It's a shootout. That'd be interesting. Uh, Phillip says 24 17 so a seven point victory for philip lagger says uh 27 10 eagles okay 17 point victory i noticed eagle fans have this thing going a little bit more of a blowout in the birds way 49er fans a lot mostly have it going closer i think that's interesting overall joey says uh 42 13 eagles go birds ben says 31 22 49ers a nice nine point victory mr Corey with a 10 point victory 31 21 Team Cali says 23-27 Niners, four-point victory. Um, Ray Vang says 22-17 49ers. That's a big win, too. Boy, would that be impressive. 
let's see. 49ers Josh, 49ers Josh says 89 to nothing. Niners, LOL. That's pretty funny. Mabel says, face it, this is the first test you're going to get all year. Interesting. Uh, Jose says 20 to 17, 49ers. Uh, and then Fable says, until this week, you've played one uh, no one significant. Fable's bringing the heat. Real, Gon uh, Real Gonzalez says 24-23, 49ers. I like that. Uh, Jalen says, Ant, was the Cryboys a good warm-up for the Eagles team? I think in some categories it was because, you know, as you go and you're playing, you want to play top competition. And they are definitely, the, the Cowboys were definitely a step up from the Seattle Seahawks that the 49ers had played the week before. So I think it is nice to have those games that you can get, you know, you can get rolling um, and that you play against a team that's, you know, tough in areas that you need to be successful in because then you realize how important, you know, playoff football is and you're not surprised by how hard, you know, things go. So um, I think it was important. And I did think it, it revealed some things about the 49ers that they wanted to fix and probably some things that they were excited that they could overcome. And it got Brock Purdy some confidence. Dan says, Niner fans more knowledgeable and realistic. Uh, Randy says, Philly has been playing on the East up until this week. In this game, the difficulty automatically changes to all Madden. I like that. Um, Ernest says, 26-34 Niners, eight-point victory for the Niners. The caretaker, 34-20 Niners. I like it. Ella Dank says, Eagles not even winning. <laughs> uh, Mr. Corey says, a nice relaxing blowout in favor of the Warriors would be nice after last week. And we're probably not going to get that. We're probably going to be a close nail biter and we're all going to have to check on our heart health again. Um, Hugh says Philly, uh, off the tackle, Lane Johnson is trying to play through a significant groin injury. Something to watch. He's a stud. You're right. That's going to make it a little bit more difficult. I mean, the dude's a savage, right? I mean, the fact he's playing through the injury that he's dealing with, with the abdomen tear, uh, it's, it's spectacular. So, I mean, I have my hats off to Lane Johnson. He's been a tough beast dude for a long time. But that is something to monitor. We'll see, you know, how it goes and, and how he's able to, uh, you know, withstand, you know, the, the pressure of, of just, you know, being in certain positions. When you're going against these edge rushers, you know, you're twisting, you're turning. Um, those things, you maybe lose a little bit of strength in your core. Uh, so we'll see how that affects him. But he did really good last week. Let's see if he can continue that. But definitely, he was something to monitor in this matchup. And uh, Golden Dragons of the 49ers should have been the number one seed in the NFC. But the Eagles cheat. I think it really comes down to, you know, the 49ers didn't win some games early that they should have won. Uh, if they had won those games, then, you know, maybe they would be the number one seed. But uh, you got to love going in there and and taking, you know, taking on this team. And thanks so much, Marati, uh, Maserati Swift, for subscribing. Uh, Rob says, I love that the media is giving us pretty no chance. Every uh, no rookie ever box, but in front of him, he has checked off. Yeah, I mean, they're not giving him a chance. And I think that's good. Maybe it takes a little bit of the pressure off. For sure. Ken says, love the energy here. Let's go Niners. Philly says, who replaced Purdy if he throws four picks? Oh, he, he's rolling it. He's the one playing. It, it's going to be Brock Purdy. If he throws four picks, 49ers going to lose. I mean, that's just how it is. Uh, Cardinal Nation in the house is Eagles 32, Niners 24. Close close one, but it got the Eagles winning. I get it. Tony says, last bug game, Jalen played, well, bowl game. Uh, he played in was Alabama when he got benched and Tua had to uh, play cleanup. I do remember that. I do remember that. And I don't know about the cheating thing, JLE, to be honest. I've, I've seen it talked about a couple of times. I don't know exactly what that is about. Um, and it's so, I, I don't know exactly what that is. Philly says that's going to be a long flight home. It always is if you lose um, or, you know, but if, if you win, it's a great flight home. 
uh you know traveling to play football games it, it's tough when you lose but when you win it's spectacular that one guy says 38 14 birds so like i said it's funny huh the philadelphia scores are all blowouts the 49 scores are all close it's just interesting uh that that's how it's rolling michael says i don't remember the niners playing only super bowl champions this year uh, they definitely didn't i think both teams uh schedules weren't the greatest but they played in a conference that didn't have the greatest teams i mean most of the great teams were over you know in the afc if you really think about it i mean there were some really good football teams over on the afc i mean both the eagles and the 49ers played some of them so um, I think it's pretty well matched. I, I'm not one of those people that normally look at strength of schedule. I don't think it really matters a whole lot. Uh, Cal Bundy says, Niner fans in Xfinity Live. Philly um, looking like they in a library. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a there was. I did see pictures of the 49er fans out there in Philly already uh, getting it down for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, 49ers Josh's pizza party on the plane if they win. LOL. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be. A pizza party they'll be getting after and having a lot of fun <laughs> that's freaking funny pizza party in the house uh tra the, the chat is blowing up so thanks everyone that's in chat right now and says i should know this but what is your road record this year uh for instance philly fans dreaming and blow it against number one defense uh city eagles cry i think you know i mean i just think they have a lot of confidence in their team um you know and i i don't know how much 49ers football they've they've watched this year uh i think I think that's part of the reason why, you know what I mean? They just, they seen the 49ers only beat the Cowboys by seven and they thought, oh, it's a blowout. Yeah, it's just different matchups mean different things. So it, it can happen that way. Um, Robert says, I think the Eagles will force Purdy to throw and the Eagles defense is incredible. Uh, Eagles 30, Niners 22. Eagles defense is incredible. Great, pa great pass rush, uh, great secondary, which is great. However, the 49ers offense is incredible too. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, a top five offensive line. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, they, they're incredible. But so are the 49ers, you know, and I, I think that's one of the fun things. This is going to be a cool matchup between the two uh, because it's, I mean, these guys, uh, these guys are studs on both sides of the ball. But, you know, it's not the 49ers offensive line versus the Eagles offensive line. It's the defensive lines and how those things match up. So, yeah, it's just a it's a little bit of a different thing there. Fable says Brock Purdy's jersey is on the statue. I did see that. Oh, I I think there's no way they're happy about that. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, Randy says one loss was Trey and Chicago Mud Bowl. Other was uh, safety because Jimmy stepped out of bounds. Um, that's two of our losses. It, it was, you know, I mean, and and those were tough at the beginning of the season. They really were. They really were. Justin says, just so you know. Only 16 yards separated Philly defensive 40 yards defense. Just saying, while well, people keep beating their chest in here. Oh no, yeah, exactly. I did a I did a video earlier this week. I mean, uh, it was like what the average was like 300.6 for the 49ers per game, and Philly was like 301.9. It's like stupid, ridiculously close. Um, I think that you know when it comes, the differences are right. The 49ers rush defense is of 77 yards. Uh, the the rush defense for the Eagles gives up 129. That's a difference. But then when you flip to passing game, you got the Eagles holding teams to 177 while the Niners give up 220. So it's rush defense and the advantage 49ers, pass defense, you know, the Eagles way. Um, it, it's it's really close. I think points per game also 49ers way, turnovers uh, 49ers way. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a close matchup. These two defenses are no joke. And that's what you expect at this time of the year with these two teams. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, I think it's really close. 
Uh, great. So let's be realistic. I am so proud of what the Niners have achieved this season. Given their quarterback issues, any win now would be bonus. I like the mindset. I think, you know, it's kind of expected from the team. <laughs> and then Josiah, or I'm sorry, is that, is that, I'm missing the name here. I'm so sorry. Um, Janiah Harris says, Eagles 50, Niners 14, watch and see Bergang. Okay. I, I'm, I've dealt with all the blowouts. That's fine. Eagles ain't going for 50, all right? I mean, I ain't, I ain't letting you get away with that. They ain't going for no 50 on the 49ers defense. Just no freaking way. Uh, so I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Anthony Rodriguez thinks it's going to be Chiefs versus Eagles. Uh, what's funny is it could actually be 49ers versus Bengals. I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes dealing with an ankle, so who knows? Because of course, the strength of schedule thing is silly because both teams' best wins were against Dallas. I'm with you on that. Jaley says, what was the Eagles' t uh, turnover ratio? Does anyone know? It was, uh, they're plus nine. Uh, so they, they're plus nine right now, including playoffs. I'll bring it up right here, JLE. I'll, I'll get right into it. Uh, so the the Philadelphia Eagles, um, as far as turnovers, let's go. Um, Philadelphia Eagles are were plus eight in the regular season. They caused 27 turnovers, and they gave up 19 the San Francisco 49ers uh, turnover ratio, the 49ers had 30 turnovers that they caused, and they gave up 17. So they were plus 13. 49ers were number one in the league in differential. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles were number three. So it's still close, uh, but five turnovers is a lot. And since in the playoffs, the 49ers have stretched that out in turnover differential uh, to 16 to nine. So, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what it is. But, I mean, it's... I mean, you know, both teams do pretty good, but the 49ers do have an advantage normally in turnover differential. Uh, Lamont says 49ers will win the Super Bowl. We get rid of Trey for more draft picks. Oh, man, I don't even want to talk about the quarterback situation until the until uh, the offseason. I really don't uh, because I think it's going to go, you know, it's going to go crazy. So I, I don't want to really talk about it until then. But I mean, I get it. You know, I get what some 49er fans are feeling about it for sure. Boz Rice's X-Factor equals Trent Williams. It's nice to see Trent's healthy this year. It really is. I mean, the fact that he's healthy this year is big. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about the fact that we got a healthy offensive line. This is the most healthy offensive line we've had since 2019. And I think that's nice. You know, we got all five guys that started the first game of the season are starting in this. And we got Daniel Brunskill as the sixth guy. So that's exciting. Um Sacktown, what's up? Sacktown says Niners versus Bengals will be cool to see. First overall pick against the last pick, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, that would be interesting. I didn't think about it that way, so that would be a lot of fun. Uh, Cal Bunny says none of that matters, bro. Um, Fable says, but not with our, our current team, we didn't. We peak in Philly tweaking. Uh, I mean, this chat is going crazy. And then Brockstar, ooh, I like that with Brockstar. Caretaker says, Phil Philly fans, since you're here, halfway respectable. Uh, hit the like button. Yeah, I mean, the Philly fans have been hitting the like button. really appreciate it. But, I mean, yeah, if you want to hit the like button, I'd really appreciate it. We have over 180 in, you know, watching the stream right now. We have 55 likes. So there's a lot of open likes out there. If you guys would like to throw some our way, I would really, really appreciate it. Um, wouldn't have a problem with you throwing the likes and getting this thing kicked out to even more people. Lots of fun. Um, 49er, I'm sorry, Robert says, 49ers, Josh, and you lost to the Bears. Yeah, it was week one. It was interesting. Uh, it really was. Uh, so I think that, you know, yeah, I mean, is there, what did we have some tough losses early in the season? Absolutely. Uh, since the 49ers got it together, 
um, you know, playing with a quarterback that was more like Jimmy Garoppolo. And then, of course, when Brock Purdy came in, it was a smoother transition. They had changed so many things to play with Trey. Uh, once Trey got hurt, it took him some time to adjust. So did they struggle early on the season? Yeah, exactly. And Ken says this game is what football is about. I'm with you. I think it is. You know, since anyone watched the last game, the Niners traveled to Philly two years ago. Um, I watched it. I watched it. It was last. It was actually last year, week two. Um, I watched the game back. I've watched it twice already because I had to do my breakdowns. And, you know, I have to give educated responses when we're in chat. You know, I can't go out here willy nilly and not watch the games. I've watched a lot of Eagles this year uh, because, you know, they've been the best team. So it's smart to know who they are and what they're about. Um, Tony says Glock Purdy. I like that. I don't think Ray, I don't think he's going to screw things up this time. I think Kyle's, he's locked in right now. And the 49ers have been really good in the fourth quarter. They haven't been giving up leads. They've been slamming the door on teams. It's been a different, Kyle Shanahan has been a different 49ers down the stretch. Uh, Robert's, uh, Robert's talking to 49ers. Josh, Tom Brady comes in and says, I'm a 49ers fan. Thank Tom Brady for showing up. <laughs> And say you're a 49ers fan. Oh, that's freaking hilarious. Um, that one guy says Stockton, LOL. Chill, bro. I didn't even, I, I missed that, that Stockton thing. Uh, it's pretty funny. Um, everyone's going crazy in chat. So just to kind of run through it a little bit, my prediction for the game was 49ers 26-23. Um, you know, I think the offensive key is taking what the defense gives them, quick adjustments, attacking, blanket ship, and Kaiser White. And the defense, you have to stop the run, uh, be detail-oriented when you're dealing with Jalen Hurts and his read option and, um, and RPO game. Uh, bring pressure and funnel Hurts on occasion to the left side. Be intent on giving no space and driving on footballs with our secondary. And then our, my wild that's bold was defense will create a turnover in the first half, results in a TD. Hurts under 200 yards passing. Uh, that's that's what I think is going to happen in this in this game. Uh, Tom Brady says 49ers will win. Um, yeah, Anthony says he's a, a Chiefs fan, but can't wait for the Eagles 49ers game. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a great, great game. 49ers Josh Faithful says 47-24 Niners, baby. Uh, getting it done with the San Francisco 49ers are going to get it done in this game. I hope they do. I really hope they do. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game. Well, guys, everyone in chat, thank you guys so much for going so strong. What's up to everybody that came through? Really appreciate it. Uh, I had a great time. I'm going to check out now. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Join me. I'm going to do a kickoff show before the game tomorrow. So come through and join that live stream. We're going to go on 30 minutes before the game. So 1130, come through and check it out. And then uh, after the game, game reaction, come on through. Let me know what's up. It's going to be a lot of fun. But until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.